strong in me. Yes, God. In my weakness, your strength is made perfect. And I praise you, Lord, for always filling in the gap, for providing strength to my weakness. Lord, the mornings I could not get out of bed, Lord, you strengthened me to get out of bed to live another day. Lord, the mornings that, Lord, my mind was weak. Lord, you strengthened my mind to be able to think of those things and make them be not as though they are. Lord, when, when, when my will was broken, your perfect will propped me up and set my feet on a solid path. Lord, your strength is like no other. Your strength is like no other. No protein powder can match your strength. No food source can match your strength. The sun that shines in the day and the moon at night cannot match your strength. Lord, your strength is like no other. And Lord, because of your grace and your mercy, your strength, it always reaches me. Not because I've been so good. Not because I've done everything right. Not because I dotted my eyes and crossed my teeth. But it's because your grace and your mercy, you have allowed your strength to reach me. And Lord, we, we thank you for that and as we move into preaching time Lord Lord sit me down so that your spirit can can rise up in me Lord when your people are looking at this pulpit this morning don't let them see Luther Cornelius Wade III let them see your power let your strength reach your people even now in Jesus name amen amen First, give an honor to God, who is indeed ahead of my life, and to, to Bishop and Lady Watts in their absence. And to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I feel like Prince Hakeem from coming to America. I'm very happy to be here this morning. <laughs> and as we get ready to, to, to receive the word this morning, I would like to direct your attention to Lamentations chapter 3 Lamentations chapter 3 
and I'll be reading verses 19 through 24. Lamentations 3, verses 19 through 24. And the word of God reads on this wise. Remember my affliction and roaming, the wormwood and, and the gall, my soul still remembers and sinks within me. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his capacities fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. If I had to tag today's sermon with a title, I would tag it this way, The Purpose of Hope. The Purpose of Hope. You know, I, I've had my own lamentations throughout my life. And I, I wrote this lamentation of hope myself. This is, this is my own writing that I'm getting ready to read to you all. And I hope it encourages you and, and it kind of sets the stage for, for what I want to talk about this morning. The title of this is I'm Not Done Yet. I'm not done yet. My best days are ahead. I have way too much to live for to wallow in my bed. I'm not done yet. My story continues to unfold. I stand firm on your promises, your glory I will behold. I'm not done yet. I must be ready to receive the next instruction from you, for in your word I must believe. I'm not done yet. The promise of my life has not been fulfilled. I know there's much left for me to do, a whole future to build. I'm not done yet, for I still hear you speaking to me. So much left for me to accomplish, so much left to see. I'm not done yet, I must continue to pray, lean on you for direction, let you determine my way. This is a prayer of faith to you, Lord. I know that I'm not yet done. I will lay claim to my destiny because my victory you have already won. When, 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 when I wrote that, I had just suffered my fourth seizure in seven days. And at the time of that writing, I, 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 I could barely get out of bed. I had missed five days of work that covered over a two-week period. Thankfully, there was a holiday sprinkled in there, so that was one less day I had to use a vacation. <laughs> Because I, 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 I was so sick that I no longer had sick time to use. I was using vacation time in lieu of sick time. And, 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 and I, I remember that morning when I wrote this poem, I remember thinking, it's over. And I, 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 I was no longer suicidal. I, I, thank God he delivered me from suicidal ideations years prior to that. I was no longer suicidal, but, 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 but my will to live had, had, had escaped me. I wasn't going to end it myself, but if God had ended it, I wouldn't have mind. And, 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 and in the midst of that, I 
got reminded early that morning, right before I was getting ready to eat breakfast. And it was cold cereal because I didn't have the strength to cook. And I wanted something magically delicious, and so I was getting ready to make me a bowl of Lucky Charms. To tell you how, how bad I was, I was no longer leaning on my faith. I was looking for luck. And the one thing that I always liked about Lucky Charms is Lucky Charms, they, they change the color of your milk. And so all those different colors that are in that box, you know, the blue, the green, the pink, and all that, it, 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 it takes over your milk. And then by the time you've eaten all of your cereal, you left with this, 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 this beautiful mosaic of color. It's, the milk is no longer white. Now it's, it's like this azure blue. And, 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 and I was getting ready to eat these Lucky Charms because I, I needed some, I needed some, you know, I needed some magic. And I'm not a black girl, so I don't possess the magic that the black girls possess. And so what I needed, I needed some of that black boy joy. And I needed, so, 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 you know, because y'all you, you, you know how we was when we was kids. When we would get our favorite cereal, you know, we'd be eating and we'd be kicking our legs, you know, while we eating. And, you know, we we bobbing our head while we eating. And, you know, we we happy while we eating. And so the Lucky Charms was, was meant to... To, to, to lift my mood up, to make me feel better. And I was hoping that just as the marshmallows changed the color of the cereal, that maybe my spirit could be lifted up by the cereal. Lord, and I'm, I, y'all, and I'm telling y'all this as an ordained minister. I, I'm telling y'all this as, as, as a minister of the gospel who's been preaching since he was 17 years old. And, 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 and I, I was so despondent and so depressed that I was leaning on cereal to try to lift my spirits. And right as I was getting ready to pour the bowl, I heard this voice say, you're not done. And so, so, so I, I put pen to paper and I wrote that poem and, 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 and that poem, it, it led me to, to Lamentations. And y'all know, y'all know, y'all, 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 y'all know me. And you know, most of y'all sitting here know me. Most of y'all, you know, watching on Facebook or YouTube know me. Y'all know me and y'all know that Jeremiah is probably my favorite prophet because Jeremiah and I have something in common. We both are known for crying. And <laughs> when, I, when I got that and so I, I, I got sent to Lamentations and, and, and I, I read through Lamentations and at the time, I just needed to read it. I, I didn't need to write anything from it. I didn't need to preach anything from it. I just needed to read it. I needed, to, I needed it to get into my soul. So now we, we fast forward a few years and, 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 and now we, we are now in, in 2022 
at the end of 2022, and I, I, I suffered a very devastating loss. I one of my one of my best friends who 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 was my brother died very suddenly. Left this earth as suddenly as he came in. And 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 Kenyon's passing was was devastating for me. And you know, because it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. His 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 departure, it did not make sense. And so at that moment, now I go back to Lamentations, and now there's a word. Not just for me, but for for God's people. And, and as I'm reading Lamentations and I'm, 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 I'm in the third chapter, I keep seeing this word, hope, just keeps popping up throughout the chapter. And, 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 and I'm going to be honest with you, y'all. If somebody had told me they was doing a service about hope and they wanted me to preach about hope, I would not have gone to Lamentations. I would have went to other books in the Bible to talk about hope. You know, I, I would not have went to Lamentations because, because you know, just, just naturally thinking, you know, you hear the word Lamentations, the, the first thing that comes to your mind is not hope. When, when you hear Lamentations, you, you, you're thinking about moaning, you're thinking about well, and you're thinking about depression, you're thinking about loss, you're thinking about suffering, you're thinking about a lot of negative mental things that come through your mind, but the word that does not come to mind is hope. But how I'm here to tell you right now that hope is, is, is very present even in a Lamentation because hope is what allows you to get from Lamentation to praise. You see, we don't need hope. A farmer does not need hope when it's been raining. A farmer does not need hope when, 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 when the weather has been cooperating. A farmer needs hope when it's when in the midst of drought. A farmer needs hope when the, when, the, when, the, when the ground is barren. A farmer needs hope in times of lack, not in times of plenty. And so I'm here to tell you right now, you see, we have messed up the word hope. We have made this word hope to be some innocuous thought, you know, something that we just say, you know, because we say, you know, I hope my favorite show don't get canceled. This is how we use hope. I hope my favorite team wins to, to, tomorrow. That's how we use hope. Well, you know what? I don't want to live under some watered-down premise of hope. I need the real hope because I need the hope that allows me to see what I cannot see with my natural eyes. And so that gets me to my first point. Hope provides our perspective. Hope provides our perspective. You see, in, in, in the text, you know, the, 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 you know, Jeremiah, he, he talks about, you know, all of the destruction and devastation that had happened around him and all that he had had to witness. And yet he ended that caption with, but I have hope. And see, the reason why he had hope is because he had perspective. You see, and the perspective I'm talking about is we need to be able to see God's hand in the midst of our circumstances. Because see, if we see God's hand, if we see his, if we see his handiwork, if we see that this is actually God doing something on our behalf, if we're able to see that then the destruction and desolation, what we see, we don't just see the ruin, we see what's coming after the ruin. So hope provides perspective. 
And perspective is everything. Because see, your, you know, people mix up all the time perspective and perception. You see, your, your perspective comes before your perception. Your perspective is what you see, then your perception is how you interpret what you're seeing. But see, if, 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 if the first thing that you see is God's hand, then, 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 then seeing God's hand, even in the midst of a, of, of a devastating situation, then now you can allow yourself to interpret what you see through God's lens and not your own. You see, hope is important because, see, with, you know, the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Well, guess what? You can't have faith if you don't first have hope. Hope is the precursor to faith. Hope, hope is, the, is, is the tangible nature of faith. Hope is actually what, what, what builds and girds and, 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 and develops your faith. And because you have hope, now you can start to believe in what God is trying to do in your situation. But you have to have the right perspective. So the first thing hope does is it, it provides our perspective. The second thing that hope does, it protects our peace. Hope protects our peace. You see, and, and, and that's important because, you know, you know, you know the, the, the lucky charm, Luther, that I was just talking to you about, you know, was lacking peace. That lucky charm, Luther, you know, the LCL, you know, he was, he was lacking, he was lacking perspective. He was, he was lacking the ability to be able to see beyond his circumstances and look to God. You see, in order to look unto God, you know, we have to... The Bible says like this, I look up to the hills for what's coming my help, not at all of my help coming from God. But in order to even do that, you have to have hope that there's a hill to look to. And so when, when we have the proper perspective, now God wants to protect our peace and give us that peace that surpasses all understanding. And I've said this to you before in another sermon a couple years ago, but what the devil does, the devil does this. The devil shows you your life in pieces to try to rob you of your peace. And so he shows you your illness, but he doesn't allow, he doesn't show you the deliverance. The devil shows you, you know, he shows you you know, your current bank account, but doesn't allow you to see the fact that you're going to work tomorrow to earn more money. The devil, he, he shows you your life in pieces to try to rob you of your peace. And, and let me tell you something. I don't want to be like Hustle Man off of Martin. I don't want to pick up the pieces. I want to keep those pieces where they're at and depend on a peace of God because the peace of God surpasses all my understanding. And I want people to look at me. What I want people, I want people to look at my life as an example of what it means to live under the peace of God and not look at the peace of life. So, 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 the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, it, 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 it what, what happens is because the devil tries to show you pieces, see, the devil tries to show you pieces because he knows one thing, if you ever, if you look at everything, then you will realize that God was there all the time. And see, what Jeremiah did, Jeremiah, in this lamentation, he spoke of the pieces. 
He didn't focus on the pieces. He spoke of the pieces. He wrote of the pieces. He talked about the pieces, but he ended with God. And he ended with God by saying, I still have hope. And what do I have hope? I have hope because the peace of God has been comforting me. The peace of God has been with me. The peace of God has covered me even in the midst of all of this desolation. Even with the warm wood and the gall, the peace of God was still there. Even with cities falling by the wayside, the peace of God was still with me. I had his peace and because I had his peace, I have hope. So, so hope provides our perspective. Hope protects our peace. And the last thing hope does, hope produces our power. Hope produces our power. I, I, I said uh, a, a few minutes ago that, that hope is the precursor of faith. And the one thing that I've always said about faith, I've said that faith is, 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 the, is the only spiritual muscle that we have. Because if you notice, if you look at the armor of God, that whole armor was, you know, a covering. It was all a covering. And, 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 and faith is the only thing that the Bible tells us to exercise. You see, we, 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 exercise our faith you see we, we you see it's not enough to have faith you have to exercise your faith because faith not used becomes weak and sometimes in order to exercise your faith you have to exercise faith in spite of everything that is going on around you because there are, there are periods of time in each of our lives that, that we seem to be surrounded by malady. We seem to be surrounded by, by, by pain. We seem to be surrounded by hurt. We seem to be surrounded by desolation. We seem to be surrounded by destruction. We're surrounded by death. We, you know, so everywhere we turn around, every time we look around, we look to the right and we see despair. We look to the, we, 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 we look to the left and we see pain. We look in front of us and we see trouble and, and, and behind us and we're, and we're running from something that, that was unpleasant to us as well. But oh, because I have hope, I, I also see God. Because when it felt like I was surrounded, what really was going on is I was surrounded by you. And what happens is hope produces, it allows the faith to be exercised and that faith allows us to do things that we would not otherwise do. You see, faith gives us the ability to be able to press through our situations and see God and press through and give, it give us the strength that we didn't know we had. How many times in your life have you gone through something and at the beginning of it, you say, oh God, if you don't get me through this, I won't get through it. Well, you know what? You know what you was doing? Your hope was giving you faith and you was exercising your faith and what you was telling God, God in my own power, I can't do this. But I know Philippians 4.13 tells me I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So God, give me the strength to carry on. And 
when we have that kind of faith, when that faith has been activated, come what may, I will slay. Come what may, I will slay. Come what may, I will slay. Because I know that I am more than a conqueror. And there is nothing more powerful than a man and woman who believes in her God, who believes in his God, who knows that God is able to do anything but fail. That is the most powerful force in the universe. When man's will aligns with God's word, 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 miracles happen. We, last week, we celebrated a dreamer. We celebrated a man who, who dreamed big. We, we celebrated a man who, who created one of the greatest literary works in American literature history from behind bars. And he did that because what fueled his dream was hope. You see, this is a man who saw dogs being sicked on his, on his people. This is a man who saw water hoses being deployed to keep people from walking across bridges. This is a man who has seen the death and assassinations of those co-laborers who worked alongside of him, who worked with him. All around Dr. King, there was a lot of, 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 of bad stuff going on. But because he had faith in God, that hope produced the power that he needed to lead a movement that got us where we are today. And I'm here to tell you, my brothers and sisters, God may not have, have called you to lead a movement, but he has at least called you to lead you. And the purpose of hope, God wants you to have perspective that lines up with, with his word and with his, his plan for your life. And what is his plan for your life? His plan is that, that you will prosper. His plan is that, you know, in the Old Testament, he said his plan is that you will prosper. Then in the New Testament, Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And we have to have our, our thoughts and our, our ways and our words. We have to have those things be fueled and be, be informed by our hope and your peace. Brothers and sisters, guard your peace. Your peace is besides Jesus. Your peace is the most precious gift given to you by God. Besides Jesus, the most precious gift God gave to you is your peace. Don't let any man or woman rob you of your peace. If your peace is disturbed by situations, so be it. You get through situations. But if you got people that are constantly disturbing your peace, evict those people out of your life. 
They don't deserve to be in your life. And it doesn't matter what title they hold. Evict those people out of your life. Because if you allow them to rob you of your peace, then you're allowing them to rob you of God's plan for your life because you can't live in God's plan without living under his peace. And lastly, lastly, allow the hope to produce powerful, to produce power. My brothers and my sisters, I'm looking at a bunch of powerful individuals. I'm looking at overcomers. I'm looking at people who have gained victory in the midst of defeat. I am looking, I'm looking at some people who, who overcame learning disabilities, who went from disability to degree. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some people who went, from, who went from poverty to prosperity. I'm looking at some people who went from bankruptcy to blessed. I'm looking at people right now, and what I'm here to tell you right now, the best is yet to come. You have not even, you have not even scratched the surface of what God wants to do. There's more power that lies inside of you. And let the hope of God power your life. Let the hope of God power your decisions. Let the hope of God power how you govern yourself from this day forward. Because if hope is your power pulsing, if hope is where you get your power from, then baby, you're able to overcome whatever it is that you're able to overcome. And I stand before you now. I no longer have to bore lucky charms and hope that the marshmallows turn my milk a different color. Because now I've been stirred. I've been stirred by the power of God. I've been stirred by his spirit. And my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' love and his righteousness. My hope. And that hope powers me to do things that I never thought I would be able to do. That hope powers me to be able to live life more abundantly. That hope has informed victory in my life. And that same hope would allow you to go from glory to glory. From glory to glory. Your story is glory to glory. In the middle of the glory, there's going to be some trouble. In the middle of the glory, there's going to be some pain. But that pain and that glory is not going to be robbed of you. Glory to glory is your story. 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 Hope provides perspective, it protects peace, it produces power. That's the word of the Lord, amen, amen. The doors of the church are open. You come by, let a Christian experience for baptism, wash care. Our doors are open. And they're open because they were first open for us. We are a welcoming community. And we want you to be part of us. So if you've heard the word this morning, 
and recognize that you are without a church home. If you're in the sanctuary, you can, you can lift your hands and the usher will, will give you the information you need. If you're online, you can message us, email us, you can call the church and we will receive you. There's no better time than now. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not promised. All we really have is, is now. There is an urgency in now. God wants to bless you now. He already loves you right now. And we want to receive you right now. going to, uh, this is a time for offering and we know we have three ways to give. U.S. Mail, Give It a Fly and Cash App. And we just believe God that his people are going to be obedient to his word. We don't belabor this. We don't, you know, do countdowns and all that good stuff. Well, it's good for some, not up for not for us though. <laughs> teach his own, teach his own. That's not what we do. <laughs> Amen. And if you are here and, and would like to give, there there will be baskets, I believe, as you walk out to be able to give. Amen. Amen. Um Y'all don't know how, how good it was for me to be here this morning. Um, last, last Sunday, last Sunday, our babies, they showed out, didn't they? And that was the first youth program that I've not been present for physically in over 16 years. And, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, try to front, it was, it, was, it was bittersweet. The bitter was that I wasn't here, and the sweet was that I, I know our kids are in great hands. And let me tell you, the sweet far outweighed the bitter. The bitter's personal. The sweet is universal. 
But y'all, um, y'all haven't seen me much recently because I'm currently serving as a worship leader for Warburton Church in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, I've been with them since October, and uh, which is why my, my attendance here has been far more sparse than what it ever has been since I've been healthy. But y'all know um, this is home. This will always be my home. You all loved me through the darkest period of my life. And I, I, I am so, I'm so grateful to each and every one of you. I'm gonna attempt to make eye contact with everybody sitting in the sanctuary right now because every last one of y'all mean the world to me. To this country crying boy. <laughs> This grit sandwich on We Toast Eating Boy. This light to take biscuits and sop it up in gravy eating boy. Who eats with a knife and fork when need be, but never by choice. I love y'all. And I want y'all to know, as I continue to embark on this journey that I'm on right now, I'm taking each one of you Negroes with me. <laughs> y'all are with me. And I'm representing y'all. I'm representing our bishop, and I'm representing Shiloh Baptist Church, New London, Connecticut, the greatest church on this side of heaven. I, I enjoy thoroughly being the youth pastor here. That give me a J. <laughs> I mean, that those represent some of the happiest moments of my life. And I don't want y'all to hear this from somebody else, so you're hearing it from me. I'm gonna always be your brother. I'm gonna always be a part of this place. That would never change. And once again, I can't say it enough. I love y'all from the bottom of my heart. And thank you all for supporting me throughout all these years. See, I gotta get a lot of crying now because I can't cry up there. <laughs> Not yet, they, got, they can't meet that. <laughs> Just playing, y'all, they, they see it, but. You all are just jewels in my life. You know, I, I didn't have, my parents are not here. And I was embraced by families. I got so many nieces and nephews now. I got so many play cousins, big sisters. And it's just been a blessed journey. And I could not do what I do now without you all. Because y'all believed in me when other people didn't. I remember when, um, when I first became youth pastor, um, there was 
like universal embrace of what it was that God was trying to do with us. And some of y'all have been alongside of me for years, the entire journey, from when we was doing those breakfasts. Y'all remember those breakfasts? <laughs> and we have, y'all have been doing this for so long, I got their kids now. The kids I started with, I got their kids now, y'all. I, I, I've been able to minister to, to some of your kids and grandkids. And I, I never took that for granted. And our, our kids are doctors, they're pilots, they're set designers on movie sets, they're teachers, they're, 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 they're practitioners of public health. They're all over the country doing great things. And you all trusted me with your most precious joy, your kids, your babies. And that has empowered me to believe I can do all things. If I can preach to kids, I can preach to anybody. If, 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 if you trust me with your kids, then, 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 then surely other people would trust me with other things as well. And I just appreciate y'all. And I'm, I know I've talked too long already. I'm gonna probably get a text message when I leave. But you know what, y'all, let me tell you, I'm gonna say this, then I'm gonna go. I, you, know, you know one of the growth areas? I haven't gotten a text message in years. I used to get text messages like every week. <laughs> I would be leaving church, my phone blowing up. Wait, what was that? Y'all, one time I did altar call and my altar prayer was longer than Bishop's sermon. And, 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 and I didn't even have to wait for a test message. I was in his office for like a half hour after church telling me, boy, your prayer was longer than my sermon. What was that? And, and, you know, I would preach sometime, and he'd be like, wait, that was a great word, but I don't know if anybody understood you. Because you talk fast, Wade. You know, that brain of yours got a lot of information, but you don't have to get it all out in one sermon. Because <laughs> I left a lot, you know. <laughs> And, and as I, um, as, as I, as I, like I said, the last thing I want to say to you all is that when we have done this work together like we have, the, the bonds that have been, have been formed are three-quarter and can never, are three-quarter and can never be broken. And so, although I'm in Hartford, I do come up here when I can when I have time, and I do what I can when I have time. But y'all can always call on me, and I'm always do everything I can to be there for you because you have always been there for me. At this time, let us get ready to go, amen. Amen. So let's remember that we have a Bible study on Tuesday and then Wednesday prayer at noon, amen? One o'clock, one o'clock, one o'clock.
Amen. Wednesday at 1 o'clock prayer. Amen. We look forward to all of you all participating in those, in those two things. Amen. So now to him who brought again from the dead the Lord Jesus, be power, dominion, and glory. His now forevermore. And the people of God said, and as Bishop would say, go in peace, go in God, shalom.